Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about the Shaper Storm tease, the glimpse into the live event that they did on Sunday, the last day of the open beta. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live. I'm probably live right now. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage or just look up say no to rage. If I'm not live, uh, just click the follow button and you can come in and enjoy these Q&A sessions or take part. I do these all the time, every day. If you're here live right now and you enjoy this type of content, interactive and more focused on you, the viewer, and giving you a place to have a hub of content like a radio show that you're a part of, be sure to click that follow button, the little heart button. Let's jump right into the questions here. The 909 virus says, thank you, Roll Your D, for 21 months. You, duh, homie. Uh, 909 virus says, if networking issues persist in Anthem, do you think players should be compensated for limited stronghold runs? Um, here's the thing. Connectivity issues in games are not common, as in they happen all the time, but they're common as in that's something that can happen. So... Of all the times I've played Destiny, there have been times I've gotten DC'd from raids, I've gotten DC'd from lots of stuff. Lousy Potato with the brand new sub and Captain Puppy with 17 months, welcome back. The If you guys are listening to this for, this podcast and other places, they just launched cumulative subs on Twitch, so I'm going to have to do a lot of sub thank yous, and I apologize, that's going to be somewhat disruptive to the flow. I'll try and do it as fast as I can, and if you're in chat, understand why I'm doing it kind of fast. Okay, anyway, the... It, being compensated, I mean, being compensated how? Like, disconnects happen. You know, I had it happen twice. Of all the strongholds I ran over two different demo weekends, I got DC during the stronghold twice. There's loot at every checkpoint, so it's not just only loot at the end, so that's kind of your consolation prize. I, you know, and then hopefully, sure, I don't think they're going to persist. I think they'll get to a stability and an equilibrium. Games don't do that. Games don't have connectivity problems forever. A free public demo being actually stronger and more stable than the VIP demo that happened the week before that had less players playing, I think is a testimony that they can get things stable. So, Charlie Hustle with 21 months, 11 months from Salty Truth, and a brand new one from Moldy Baloney. Welcome. Successful Geek. Do you think if they revealed how they made the Skystorm and stuff happen on the fly, would that have made a difference with people focused on the possibilities, or did they hype it up too much? I didn't feel like they hyped it up. I feel like they said there was going to be a surprise. I feel like they said there's something happening, and then they said, check around for big things happening. Don't just look at the sky. And there were some big new enemies in the public space. I didn't have an issue with it at all. I Again... If you're allowing your expectations to be set by an announcement that they're going to have a surprise for us, a glimpse and an event that will happen in the world, and you interpret that to mean some big, huge, full-fledged event, I I don't know who to fault there. I get it. People were excited. People wanted something cool to happen, but you can't blame them. 23 months from Smack. Welcome back. And it's a tier two, you to homie. So... I, I think because my expectations were, oh, they're going to do like a stream or something. When they said give you a glimpse, I thought they were going to literally give us a glimpse. They were going to like show us like this is a type of an event that can happen. Isn't that cool? Uh-oh, what's going on? Shh, cut the film. We can't show you anymore. Uh, that's what I thought they were going to do when they said that. They were going to give us a glimpse. Like, I don't I don't know. I, a lot of streamers were saying it's a shaper storm. It was a shaper storm. It was the beginning of it. Like, it <laughs> just... Everybody's expectations were different. I think the people that were the most mad were the ones that had expectations that, for whatever reason, were high. I mean, they were up there. So, 
Uh, Tenuous Quads said, What are your thoughts on adding more map UI elements related to the world events in general or Shaper Storm-related mini-bosses? Maybe not an exact location, but something indicated in affected region to help players find the hot content. Um... I mean, maybe when maybe when the storm shows up, they could do something to the effect of, like you're saying, something on your radar, something on the map. There could maybe just be announcements from the guy talking to you about certain areas. You know, certain areas. Scenario P with eight months. Welcome back. So I think I think that there's room. I think there's room for more UI elements to assist. But I also think people complicate traveling more than it needs to be. I want to be able to put down waypoints, okay? Uh, I want to put I want to put down waypoints <clears throat> because I think that would really really help. But if you just use the directions, then then I think you just oh I need to go northeast. It wasn't a shaper storm; it was a storm. According to Michael Gamble, he said the thing today was shaper technology starting to go off the rails. So no, you're wrong. It was literally shaper technology it was not just a storm it was shaper technology going off the rails it was the beginning which means once it hits full fever pitch of a shaper storm that's when we'll get the actual event and pulled to the other side it wasn't just a storm he literally said it was shaper technology going off the rails that he said it's starting to go off the rails meaning it was starting it wasn't done yet it didn't come to full uh full full whatever so uh, PJ Northy with three months. Welcome back. Uh, it was a firestorm. It was a shaper storm, but just a tease for it. Yay, cumulative sub. Thank you for 20 months, Strandom. Right, but why would Michael Gamble say it was shaper technology going off the rails? It was a giant hurricane-like cloud formation in the sky, and if he's saying it's shaper technology, how is that not the beginning of a shaper storm? It was one of the shaper storm. So there's a variety of shaper storms, See what I'm saying? Like, we don't know everything. Everybody speaks so definitively, and you don't know. So stop speaking like you know. Like, <laughs> because of the E3 vid was specifically of a shaper storm where the players encountered a world and it wasn't just a graphic in the skybox. Gollum, I mean, I've been, I've read the tweet very clearly. I think you're, I think you got your fingers in your ears, homie. I, he literally says it's starting to go off the rails, and that's not the worst that it gets. When it hits full fever pitch, maybe that's what happens. Like, I feel like you're ignoring what I'm reading and you just keep hammering away at this E3 vid, homie. Next question. Easy E609. Didn't get a chance to fight the Ash Titans. How are they triggered? They seem to just show up periodically. They seem to just show up periodically um, in the world. So I, the, the, there, there didn't see, there didn't seem to be, they they also seem to be like a timer element to where if you didn't kill them fast enough, they kind of left. So, Bang Pow, a lot of people are worried about microtransactions in Anthem. In your opinion, what is a reasonable price for in-game cosmetics and earn rate of the game currency? Pricing has to do with player perception of value and demand. Nobody on paper a couple of years ago would have ever believed, right, that people would pay $20 for skins in, in a game that looks like Fortnite. Nobody would have believed that. People would have said, that's the most ridiculous thing ever. I don't care if the game is free. That's dumb. That's too expensive, right? Well, player perception of value is that it's worth it. I want to look cool. I want to look like the streamers, you know, blah, 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 blah. 
So in light of that reality, I'm not so much worried about the price. Now, if it's ludicrous, then they're not going to sell anything. Yeah, $30 for an emote, we think that's fair. Obviously, that's like beyond the pale. Like people are going to, you won't sell anything. If it's too cheap, then the problem is, is you undercut the grind. Dude, it took me a week and a half to two weeks to buy this full set. You can buy the full set for $3. That's ridiculous. That's so cheap. If it's too, there's a happy medium. Here's the real thing that I think people need to remember, okay? It's not about the price if the earn rate is in harmony with the grind of the game. If you are grinding for green gear and you're fully decked out in green gear, the harmony there would be you have enough coins to buy green aesthetics. Not all of them. Not all of them, but you should be able to buy an armor set that's green. You're like, I'm fully decked out with green, right? Thank you, Shady Nerd, for seven months and Poochie for six months. That's in harmony. If I have been playing for a couple of weeks and I am head-to-toe, epic gear, all my equipable abilities are purple, I should be able to afford some... I should be able to afford a purple set of stuff. That... That's harmony. Okay? That's not... A dissonance would be... Here's the dissonance. I'm covered head to toe in epic level purple gear. I can't afford any purple stuff. That's dissonant. That's not in line with the grind. Being in line with the grind is super important. Conversely, it would be dissonant for me to be, oh, I've got all blue gear like we did in the demo, right? I got all blue gear. I'm head to toe blue gear and I can buy epic level everything. And you got cosmetics coming out of your ear. In both situations, like if it's too dissonant, if it's too, if, if they're too easily gotten and it's not in line with the grind, that's silly. If it's too, if it's too arduous and grindy and it's not in line with the earn rate of the equipable gear, that's also a problem. It's, I'm telling you, there's a happy medium where people are like, okay, that's reasonable. I'll spend that. And as well as I'll get there eventually on my own. Two new prime subs from Jared Parmenter and Fish with a bunch of H's. Thank you guys so much. So many prime subs today. Welcome to the Rageless. How can you compare the grind to the amount of money? What if it takes one versus a hundred runs of RNG, but it costs five dollars in the micro store? Right. If you're worried about micros, you're if you don't want to spend money, you're focusing on the wrong thing. Why do you care about the price if you don't want the micros to be too expensive? You should be concerned with the earn rate. Capo is six months. Welcome back. That's a purple badge. If you're playing this game the way that I think people are going to play it, which is you're grinding for good loot for all four of your javelins, when you get your first javelin up to like a whole decked out set of epic purple gear and you're ready to go into Grandmaster 1 then you should be able to have a decent amount of purple cosmetics because you've been playing if you cheapen cosmetics and you're just covered head to toe in purples then there's no po- there's no importance behind them you didn't earn them you just have them all what would be a happy the happy medium i've just outlined it craft is my dad you're not listening I just outlined the entire thing. I said it would need to be in harmony with the equipment grind and the earn rate of the gear. You should be earning cosmetics at similar levels at a similar interval and rhythm. The price point doesn't matter. 
$20, that's up to the consumer. If they put stuff too high and nobody buys it, they'll probably have to consider lowering the cost. If the stuff's too cheap and everybody's buying it and you're un- undercutting the grind of the players, that's that's all of it. Thank you so much, Fat Guy Live, for two months. Like, I think that they could find a happy medium where nobody's like, because if it's super, super cheap, you're going to be like, dude, come on, an epic piece, an epic armor set head to toe is three bucks, you know? So, more cat. Are some javelins more focused on priming and others on detonating? Is there a good mix of each? Thinking of self-sufficiency. I think that Storm is too... (laughs) <laughs> Storm's a little Storm's like perfect. <laughs> Storm can do everything. Storm can be all prime, Storm can do good debt, Storm can do prime and debt, okay? And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I don't I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But then when you play as like Colossus or Ranger, they're more limited in their loadouts. Now, to be fair, there could be situations, there could be content where the rangers got some builds that become really really strong we're like oh wow some of these abilities same with colossus some of these abilities that are that seemed worthless now actually seem to have a purpose and then because when i look at the when i look at the storm and he's got primers he's got primers and detonators all over the place and i look at the other classes i see some vacancies in their potential loadouts so i don't know if that means there is going to be content that you'll start to naturally unearth builds i'm going to do some guides this week on the channel so be sure to tune back in for that i'm going to do a guide for the ranger all four classes and i'm going to teach you what i learned from experimenting like what why do i like double detonation on a ranger more than debt with prime like i'm going to teach I'm I'm going to try and show you what I learned and some of it was that there are builds and gear and, and abilities that seem completely and utterly worthless and I don't know if that's because they need fixed and buffed or if it means there's content where they're going to get better footing it could go either way sterny was six months welcome back that's a purple badge by the way if you're just tuning into the stream i appreciate you being here this is a live broadcast i do this type of content on a regular basis it's called sntr presents the name of the stream is say no to rage that's where sntr comes from you can submit questions i pick a topic i'm trying to give you like an interactive hub of content i do this in destiny i'm going to do it in anthem i play the game i grind i get stuff i talk with you you're not just going to watch me play I, I try to give you content. I try to uh, give you an interactive environment that is uh, that's enjoyable. So if you like it, click the follow button, click that heart button, so you don't miss out. That's a free and easy way to support what I do. Next question is from Dat Gearbear. How do you feel about the lack of variety in weapon aesthetics? I know abilities are center stage in Anthem, but seeing as the game is still a shooter, I can't help but feel a little disappointed. Weapon design could be is an afterthought. I mean, there could be aesthetic upgrades. There could be things that happen to the legendary and epic and masterwork gear. There could be legendary, epic, and masterwork uh, cosmetics that you can unlock and earn through challenges. I mean, that that I don't know. I agree with you, and I will say, I think it's a soft criticism because I really think that the javelin is the centerpiece, and making your javelin look cool is more important than your gun. But, but. I think it's, I, I say that's a soft criticism. The guns do look pretty plain Jane, and I would like to see, uh, I would like to see that be changed quite a bit. Didn't get to say hi to you at the Anthem event, uh, have been a big fan. Oh, well, I appreciate that, man. Glad that you were there. I didn't get a chance to meet everybody either. Um, thanks, man, for stopping by, Mugs. So, I think the guns could use some love, but if they don't get any love, 
I'm not going to make a big issue out of that because again, I mean, just look at the storm right now. His guns are at his side and he's like, he's like a miniature Greek god hovering around. Like, do you, <laughs> you know, who really, who really cares? But if you care, I don't want to denigrate that. I don't want to, I don't want to talk down to you. I think guns looking cool is important too, especially when you're playing uh, with some of the, you know, especially like the, the, the Colossus, you know, once I see that spinner going, it feels pretty cool. Nick Baker says, are Shaper Storms and Cataclysms the same thing? No idea. <laughs> I have no idea. We're going to have to wait and see. Valor Bunker, do you think the Origin Premiere Access will cause the next outrage about Bioware EA? Do you think offering early access only to Premiere Access is a good idea regarding the obvious money grab? Here's a question I have for you since you've inserted an assertion into your question you're asserting it's an obvious money grab obvious to who you uh scornful rapier with 21 months duplis with 35 months welcome back how is it an obvious money grab that there are layers upon layers of ways for you to see and experience this game at less than the 60 dollar cost i don't understand how that's a money grab i'm very confused so you can sign up for their service for 15 bucks and try the game and if you don't like it you can cancel it launches on the 15th and then again on the 22nd is the full launch if you're on the fence that is an entire week of hardcore players grinding out on twitch and youtube to inform your decision as a consumer how in the blue frick is this anti-consumer or an obvious money grab they're giving you access to the game at lower than the retail cost of the game people are looking at the world with just there it's like the opposite of rose colored glasses it's crap colored glasses you look at everything everything is crap it doesn't matter what it is this entire the entire purchase structure benefits you it benefits you if you're on the fence I saw people saying they didn't like the game that much, but they figured they would try the EA Access for the dollar thing that they were doing and try the game for a month for a buck! A do- a dollar! <laughs> what? Who does- what games are letting you do that? <laughs> I'm getting fired up because it makes no sense! Unless you want to try for 15 and then buy for the 60. Sure, there's risk involved with doing the 15 T-Funk, but for that 15, you get to try another whole host of games too, so it's woven with other benefits beyond Anthem. Beyond Anthem. Not to mention, you can spend zero dollars, and there's a week of footage on Twitch and YouTube for you to really know is this game worth it? Is this game going to scratch me where I itch? If you watch a week's worth of streams in YouTube and wait for reviews and first impressions and you come in here and you ask me questions and if that's not enough to inform you to make a purchase what are you looking for man? What games give you this much access to their game before you spend any money? Oh, I slipped on my chair. Most games don't let you have this much access. It's hype, 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 trailer, trailer, pre-order benefit, pre-order benefit, pre-order. You don't want to miss out on this. Pre-order, pre-order, pre-order. And then you get the game and then that's it. There is no, there is no a week of early access. There is no trial run. There's none of that. Public demo too, for Pete's sakes. 
Tim Duran, three months. Donkey Sausage, nine months. And Axaprot, I missed the total. Anna for six months. Home Twitch for 17 months. Welcome back, everybody. Wookie bookie bookie. Ben Moo, next question. Cataclysm is a Fortnite-style world event. Shape or storm we haven't seen. Okay. Okay. I, I'm not going to speak positively or negatively about claims people are making because you don't know any more than I know. I'm reading a tweet from a developer that said that thing in the sky is shaper technology starting to come off the rails and it's going to get much worse. I believe that this is the precursor to a shaper storm. If I'm wrong, so be it. You don't know anything more than that. Now, maybe there's videos from Endgame stuff and there's some YouTubers that have specified what a cataclysm is, but like, we didn't see a shaper storm, sure, but as far as I can tell, this is the beginning of one. Prime sub from Stevie Ray Blake. That's 11 months. You're the best. Kyber. In what ways can these world events and changes make Anthem more exciting? Could this Shaper Storm be compared to a Blood Moon of sorts? Well, no. No, 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 no. Not a Blood Moon. In in my mind, in my mind, it creates what I, I've called in Destiny, it's kind of like rhythmic urgency. There's something happening for a limited time, and it's not always there. So you can't always farm these world bosses, right? So... If, if you could always farm the world bosses, eventually they become they become white noise, right? But if they randomly show up and there's different versions of them, maybe there's different things they can drop. Maybe there's a time period where they're dropping something that you really need and you're getting it in greater number for crafting or whatever. I don't know. I'm just I'm a pure speculation, but at a ground level, even if the reward structure is not dramatically different, it makes the world feel more, more alive. It, they, the if you can always farm a world boss over and over and over again, they just become part of the the, the landscape. They're, they're props on the map. There's a tree here, there's a set of water there, and there's a titan. But when they show up periodically, it creates a different feel, I think, to the world. Um, no doubt you're not wrong. It's the buildup. I wanted to let people know the big Shaper Storm wasn't that. From what we've heard, there is raid content. It isn't going to be solely for endgame players. Yeah, I think there's a whole host of things that they're going to be trickled out. We'll just have to wait and see. Jaraz says, Do you really think that was a Shaper Storm? How oh, we just answered this. I thought Shaper Storms were something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've answered this. Um, this is this is the precursor. This isn't the full thing. There's obviously more going to be happening that we haven't seen yet. This is literally a glimpse into what's going to be going on. According to, you know, Michael Gamble, it gets much, much worse. Naruto Master. Should storms be a big server-wide event? Uh, if that's a thing, my bad. It's supposed to be server-wide. You shouldn't have to keep re-instancing. I think that was a problem because it's a demo. I think eventually, once this is working the way it's intended... Tattoo, thanks for 27 months. Once it's working as intended, you log in in California, and I log in in Kentucky, and somebody logs in in Florida. We all go into the public space and see what's happening having to re-instance was just a server sync issue there were some servers that for whatever reason didn't have the update or didn't get didn't get it working that's not how it's supposed to work you're not oh i don't have a storm let me re-instance like it's not supposed to be like that valor bunker uh was the end end of demo surprise miscommunicated if they made clear that they will spawn a world boss from the beginning it may have been not may not have been disappointed uh, some people this is where I think so many people misunderstand 
what they're asking for. You're asking for a dry, and I don't mean this meanly, but you're asking for a dry and stupid event. If they're like, hey, by the way, at 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, there's going to be a cloud structure in the sky. Don't worry, nothing cool is going to happen. Just a couple world bosses are going to show up at this exact location at this exact time. It's not like attention Kmart shoppers, there's something in aisle 19. It's like something's going to happen. It's a surprise. We're going to give you a glimpse. Okay, cool. What the frick is that in the sky? And then they say, it's not just in the sky. There's big things going on. And then everybody kind of goes around and looks like, what the heck? There's Titans over here. That's what was supposed to happen. Like, I, what do you want to load into the game? And you're like, according to Twitter, uh, at this date and time and at this location, at this cave, there's going to be a, there's going to be a monster. That's boring. It, I don't I'm not trying to make fun, but like, I just feel like Pete, you're, you're literally asking them for them to, they're leveraging mystery. They're allowed to do that. Oh, they're just trying to hype people up. They're just trying to hype people up. Well, yeah, yeah. They, they, mystery and like, hey, there's going to be something going on. It got people interested. It got people talking. People were taking pictures of the clouds. People were watching Twitch. That's like a part of the whole thing is I bumped the mic. Everybody's getting excited, you know? And then your your interest is peaked. You're like, if that was just the beginning, what else is going to happen? You know? <laughs> I, I get where you're coming from, but I also think that you just have to stop being addicted to disappointment. <laughs> like, I'm not even trying to spin it into a positive. I think my expectations were just, they were literally going to do a stream and show us a glimpse and an event. So... I don't know. Maybe not add a world event that is functionally no different to other world events so much so that players don't even realize it's part of the quote-unquote event. Um, if you didn't realize the Titans were new, I, again, you're, you're, you, are, you are choosing. It is a choice to see those negatives. You're choosing to see those as negatives. That's a choice. That's your outlook. That's fine. You can choose to see that. I think it hurts enjoyment. And I also think you scare you scare developers from doing anything cool. Because you can you can choose to see you could choose to see the marshmallow concert in Fortnite as negative if you wanted to. You could. You could try to. You could choose to see their their world events that they've done in Fortnite as negative. You could. So You can fight a titan in another world event. The straw manning is amusing but pointless. I mean, I'm not straw manning. You're choosing to be negative. That's what you're doing. You're seeing it and you're pointing out all the negatives. It's not a world event when you fight the titan. It was like that puzzle and then you left the free play area and you went down into like a like a cave. Like, I don't, I don't know. I just... I feel like your presence, Gollum, is beneficial, but at other times, you are like a down-in-the-mouth Debbie Downer. Like, that's your role. Every conversation, that's your contribution. You don't think that that's maybe, like, a choice and part of your outlook? Every Whether it's Destiny or this game, like, that's... Your reputation precedes you, Gollum. Like, that's what somebody would say to you when you show up in their chat if it was like a movie. Aha! Yes, he's being very critical. Your reputation precedes you. Like, that's what people would say to you. Like, 
I think that's valuable. I think that's valuable. I think you be you being critical and thoughtful is helpful, but like I also think sometimes you're just choosing to see the negative, you know? Uh, Valor Bunker, aren't those events just to spice up the free play with different daytimes, weather, and such events to make the world feel more alive? Right, but I think they're going to be more than that. I don't think it's going to be just like, oh, it's raining outside. I think it's going to bring actual things for us to do. We, we, it's a glimpse. We saw like a, we, we, it was a sample, right? It was a sample. And those of you that are listening are like, oh my gosh, he's going in on Gollum. Like, he's been here a long time, so, um... Maybe just deal with the, the the topic and not attack people. I'm not attacking anybody. Cho- cho- like making a willful choice to every time the subject comes up, people are highlighting negatives that I think at the average gamer isn't highlighting. Is not straw manning. It's it's a willful it's a willful negativity. It is <laughs> like trust me. If you sat where I sat and you saw the tweets, the YouTube comments, and the Twitch chat, you would understand and know that people are just willfully choosing to just. Everything is a negative. Everything is bad. It's not straw manning. I don't know if you know what straw manning is. I think you're smarter than to keep propagating that I'm straw manning. Master Light, uh, do you think it's a good way the Anthem is launching, or do you think it should launch for everyone on the 15th? I think players benefit from the launch pattern. Yeah, this is live, Junior. I think players benefit from the launch pattern, because as I said before, if you're on the fence... There's a whole week of content and, and gameplay to be seen free of charge. You can just watch people play. So. Sneaky Sniper. Do you think Shaper Storms will be akin to the Dreaming City and how the world changes in a cycle? I could see Shaper Storm keeping things fresh and not too repetitive. I don't know if it's going to be as predictable as that. That to me feels unlikely. Oh, well, this week the Shaper Storm is this. This week the Shaper Storm is that. I, I think that's unlikely. I think it's going to be more along the lines of a... They do random things each month, maybe. Maybe each week it's just random. There's no predictability. I don't know if we're going to get I could be wrong here, but I don't know if you're going to get to, like, the sixth week and be like, Oh, coming up on Tuesday at 9 o'clock in the morning is going to be a bump. You know what I mean? So... Your topic is dealing with a negative aspect. Some people were underwhelmed, some were hyped. You are attacking people for the former, not the latter. Your choice, but it's a choice. I'm not attacking anyone. I'm not attacking anyone. I I, I don't attack people. I go in on their I go in on their arguments and seeing and seeing an argument that is comprised of just nothing but negatives. Yeah, I didn't see anybody being overwhelmingly positive about it. I saw people being like, "It was a glimpse in an event. Cool. I'd like to see more." I didn't see anybody being hype. Oh my gosh, it was amazing. Oh my gosh, it blew my mind. They were saying, yeah, it was a glimpse. It wasn't It wasn't anything amazing. Even the people that aren't being negative are not being like a hype man about it. I'm not even being a hype man about it. I'm saying, look at it for what it is. It wasn't meant to be a big, huge thing. I'm not, I didn't even hype it up. I was like, I, again, I excused... My lack of disappointment by saying my expectations were pretty low. Like, I thought I was going to be a stream. I'm not attacking anyone. Uh, Djeraz, do you think the event would have been better if there was in-game information about it, like a marker on the map, in-game alert, or something like that? Right, like, this is where I think somebody asked a little bit ago about, like, could they have something on the UI? 
I, I, I'll, I'll co-sign that. They could have said, like, they you pull up the map and it's like, they, they have like a radar, like a big circle saying, you know, we're finding, we're finding unusual activity in this sector as related to the storm or as related to what's happening in the sky. We're unsure what's going on. Blah, 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 right? So I, I feel like that would have been out of help because then people could have been like, oh, what's going on over here? They go in the area and then you could even had like an audio cue. Looks like Titans are in the area. These weren't here a little bit ago. And that would have been like, oh, that would clued people in, right? Because I think people that weren't playing all weekend, what if that was the first time they booted up? Like it might have been completely lost on them. So there could have been things in game to hold the player's hand a little bit. I agree with that. So... So, then please stop with the COD psychology. Amusing as it is for dogpile kitties, dealing with the subject and your interpretation is probably far wiser. Well, I'll tell you what, Gollum. You can just get the frick out. Because if you're going to sit here and insult the people that are here and insult what I'm doing and beat the dead horse trying to take passive swipes at me, you can frickin' leave and never come back. Because you're just a Debbie Downer anyway. Like, every time we have these discussions, I let you have a table, I let you have a, I let you have a voice, and now you're being childish and attacking the people that are here. 8-Bit Dad. Do you think EA is repeating the Battlefield Titanfall 2 release debacle by releasing Apex Legends and Anthem so close together? Or are the games so different that it won't matter? I would just hate to see EA shoot another great IP in the foot again. Well, I mean, there's no PvP in Anthem. So if anything, they might it might help. Right? To a certain extent, you don't want people... You don't want people buying... You don't want people buying Anthem and being like, I hope there's PvP, and then there isn't. If it's clear that, like, there's no PvP, and then if you're looking for PvP, you have it over here in this new BR. Arhunt, thanks for 22 months. Um, Seven months from uh, Benjamin. Thank you so much, dude. I think that... I think that it's gonna it's not gonna do the same thing because like Battlefield Titanfall 2 and Call of Duty were all so similar and we haven't seen any well I, I've not watched the stream I don't know I've not seen anything for Apex Legends but it's a BR game without Titans yeah, so I don't know I, I don't know if it's gonna hurt Anthem if anything like I said it might pacify the people that are were really looking forward to having like a futuristic PvP game here you go, man. Apex Legends. The the smoothness, the fluidity of Titanfall, and then you uh, you can go and play that because you're not gonna get you're not gonna get PvP and Anthem. They'll definitely bring PvP eventually. I honestly don't think so. I think if it ever comes, it's it's way out. It would just be a nightmare to balance, an absolute nightmare. You'd have to create an entire game mode centered around balance because why would you ever pick like a a Colossus against the agility of rangers and storms you know what i'm saying demon shadows what's your thought on ea getting all the late hate uh all the hate from the community and the community bashes anthem because of the ea publisher uh benjamin with seven months dude welcome back or did i already thank that one i'm sorry i may have already thanked that one listen i do not have commentary on the mistakes in EA's past. I don't. I wasn't playing the games. I wasn't a part of that, alright? I was unhappy with the launch date of Titanfall 2, and I've expressed that both past and present. I think it was a mistreatment of the game. I think it was foolhardy. I don't think that game stood a chance to hurt Call of Duty in any substantive way. It was, to a certain extent, 
it was a little bit delusions of grandeur to think that Titanfall 2 stood a chance against two long-standing franchises, Battlefield and Call of Duty, okay? So, but I don't have running commentary on the, the, the sports games and the pay-to-win aspect there that people criticize. I don't have commentary on Battlefront other than that it was bad. People voiced their opinions. They changed it. It did not look good for them. It was a bit of a PR nightmare, and it hurt stock value. So I have commentary from a business standpoint, right? I feel like it was silly to do what they did to Titanfall 2. It was ill-informed. And I think that the nature of Sarge with 28 months, thank you so much. Beyond time tomorrow, Slacker. Shut the frick up, Sarge. I think that the business aspect of what happened with Battlefront is another thing that I'm just I'm going to commentate on that and say that wasn't a good look. It didn't look good for them and their stock value. It didn't look good for the the perception and the desire of people to play the game and they dialed it back. If Anthem is supposed to become the hobby of a lot of new players, then they better they better think long and hard about how micros are received. They can't just chunk a bunch of First of all, we're not even in the same world as Battlefront because you can't buy power. You can't buy characters that are stronger than another. Even if you could, there's no PvP. So there's like layers and layers. There's this huge chasm of difference between Battlefront and Anthem. And their and their execution of it is completely and utterly different. And again, they the way it was handled in Battlefront hurt them. There's got to be a very... I'd love to be a fly on the wall for these discussions. There's got to be a gun shyness about we've got to get this right or we'll get taken to the cleaners. That's why I don't know why they let people at capture events even see the store. Like, why? Why did you let people see the store? Unless they wanted it to get out. They wanted a negative narrative to get out there so they could then speak to and correct that narrative. Because they may have said this. Emily with 31 months, welcome back. They may have said this. Look, the history about micros is in the Zetgeist. It's in the ethos. People are going to be talking about EA and microtransactions, okay? We're going to have to respond to that in some way. What if we speak to it directly? Because we just let a bunch of content creators see the store. It'll leak on its own. It'll happen. Trust. Trust it. It'll happen. And then people will react. It'll create a dialogue, and we can speak into that dialogue. So then it's not so nebulous. They don't they don't have to come out and say, "Hey, uh, we know we kind of have uh, not the greatest past respect to micros. We want to give you confidence about that." They don't have to reference the past at all. Right? But but they could say, "We realize some images got out with information that was outdated. Here's how the micros are going to work. Here's the pricing structure. Here's the earn rates. This is we want to give you guys confidence that this isn't going to be this isn't going to be uh, too aggressive in the in the game. They can then speak into it more specifically and give players confidence in Anthem and not this sort of like we have to kind of uh, make apologies for our past while explaining how the microtransactions are going to work in Anthem. Does that make sense? Twenty months from Ed Dillinger. Thank you so much. Yes, cumulative subs are back, so when you sub to me, you get credit for all the months that you've ever been subbed. D. Jaraz says, do you think uh, Bioware should have made a live stream when the event started to inform players? No, see, again, I feel like you're trying to turn it into this neutered and bland transmission of information. 
it was just a cool thing they did in a game that it got everybody interested they got on twitter twitch and everyone was speculating and taking pictures that's all it was really supposed to be a glimpse into the future of the game like being able to see grandmaster 1 2 and 3 difficulties and 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 the, and that like you're not seeing the full game it's a demo but if they get on a stream like just so you guys know there's nothing really going on right now this is just the beginning and there's uh, there's some titans over there i <laughs> you just rob the event of it. it's it's mystery or whatever i i don't know now, if they would have come out and said, this is the only thing I think that would have helped matters, okay? You know, freelancers, there seems to be something going on in the sky if you go into free play. We just want to let you know this is a this is a glimpse at the tip of the iceberg of something that can happen in Anthem. This is not the complete event. You're interested, there's a mystery, there's something going on. They could say, go walk around and free play and see if you notice anything different. They could have done something like that. I, I, I'll, I'll readily admit that. I don't know if they could have looked into the the like the crystal ball and seen the future and been like, we're going to have to speak to this, right? I also don't know if the, the microcosm of Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube creates, you know, an echo chamber of, of negativity and complaint that, that gets exaggerated and the lion's share of the people playing and checking Twitter and stuff were probably like, this is cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, It got people talking about Anthem. It got Anthem trending. It got Anthem, you know, more more relevancy points. Uh, Kindus, thank you so much for the brand new sub. Welcome to the Rageals. Evo says, I've heard of Anthem doesn't get 14 million copies sold. They focus on that titles does that sound believable this question is missing words i've heard if anthem doesn't get 14 million copies sold they focus on that titles does that sound believable what on earth are you trying to say man i don't i'm i'm gonna have you might have to qualify that evo if you're here you've asked questions before i think you like you sneezed mid-sentence and forgot to complete your thought or something i don't i don't know uh next question uh, more cat says are shaper storms end game level content or just world level content this is the beauty of the game you can make anything end game level difficulty before you go out on mission or free play you can set the difficulty easy normal hard grandmaster one two or three the game always comes with you I do believe though shaper storms are designed for people that are at the end because they're probably going to be tough but that's speculation it could just be something fun that happens you know um it could just be something it could be something fun that happens that like anybody can do and again that's the beauty of the of the difficulty spectrum if you're a weaker player you don't have a strong build yet and you're playing most of the content at easy and normal and this thing shows up and you want to go do it you could set everything at easy or normal and go play but if I'm looking for the good stuff and I want to see if I can get some good loot out of this I'm going to set it to hard or grandmaster one you know will free play always be four players probably I mean we've seen the limitations of destiny as well with six per instance you know well six I'm sorry three per three per squad nine or twelve per instance they have to be careful with how many people they let in a given space because it can nullify the challenge of the enemies because you could combo like crazy and 
Also, all of our abilities are super, super demanding. They're pretty bombastic, and it would hurt frame rates and performance. It would melt your your consoles if they had like 12 people popping abilities in a space. And how would you scale the challenges? You know, how would you scale it? Because if you could have like nine or ten storms attacking a titan as opposed to the normal, you know, what is it? There's usually like four people in the area. So... It's just the nature of games like this. You kind of have to you kind of have to satisfy for a happy medium. Your consoles, I ain't trying to bash consoles, but if you think your consoles could could survive the 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 demanding nature of of what would happen if they had that many people in an area, it'd be rough. So Uh Gids, I see the harder difficulties boast Oh, boost, not boast. Boost enemies with X amount of health and damage, both. Do you think harder difficulties will actually be harder or just spongier? Well, that's why I think it's really good that this game is not gun-based. I I just realized this. I think this is such a good point to make, okay? If this game was primarily gun-based, the damage threshold increases, okay? The damage threshold increases would be essentially that oh your guns are a little bit stronger and the enemy's a little bit stronger so you got to shoot them a little bit longer until you get the stronger weapons it's not like that it's more about maximizing your build and your team comp and your synergy to get those combos that's why it can't be a gun-based game because that gun-based games that just keep ratcheting up the 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 difficulty by making things you know stronger that's essentially what it would turn into. How do you make enemies, you know, harder in a gun-based game? You make them stronger, both respect to health and their damage. Um, and Sir Sassy Pants, please don't come in and promote another channel, and please don't hijack Q and A to ask me about another channel. Like, have some tact, bro. You're being ignored for a reason. That's not important to this discussion. Uh, So that's why I think it's important that it's not a gun-based game. Uh, Secret Ghost. Do you think we'll see a Firestorm, Electrostorm, and an Ice Storm? That would be weekly, and the final week it could be like a Mega Storm, or would it not work because there'd always be a Storm of each? I mean, I... I don't honestly know if uh, Boroquin, thanks for two months of subs. Talb19, thank you for 31 months of subs. Boroquin, stop pushing the button. Stop it. I'm timing you out. I don't know what your problem is. You're, you're tripping out, Boroquin. Um, so, I don't know if they're going to do one of every time. I don't know if they're going to do fire, fire, electric, and ice. Somebody came in and said this was supposed to be a firestorm. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna untime him out. I'm not sure what was happening. I think it was either like a button was stuck or something, or he was being silly and hammering it once he realized he could. Uh, but I removed the timeout on him. That was the only way to stop the alerts. <laughs> he went a little ham. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that that's definitely a possibility, Secret Ghost. I'm not, like, other than speculating, though, I can't answer that question uh, with, with information. MDK Dragon. 
What do you think has been the impact of the clickbaity videos with misinformation and fear-mongering on certain aspects of the game, like Endgame and the Shaper Storm event yesterday? Feels like a lot of people just say angry about certain things uh, they've created in their mind. Um, I don't know what happened. Yeah, I mean, he just woke up. He's like, I don't know what happened, guys. Sorry. Um, I think most of what happened on YouTube is symptomatic of two things. Two things. And they come together and they form a perfect storm. I think people like to be attached to hate. They like to be attached to the mob. Uh, the, the, the mob that'll downvote videos. The mob that will upvote a, an egg on Instagram. People like to be attached to the mob. Feels cool. That's why they light cars on fire. If your team, if your sports team wins, you'll light the cars on fire. If they lose, you'll light the cars on fire. There's no rhyme or reason to it. positive or negative the crowd the mob becomes unruly and youtubers have learned that they can leverage this they can make a video you know with their barbs out they can make a video with a clickbait title and a nice little thumbnail and then you're off to the races plenty of clicks plenty of everything um and they make a bunch of money from it and I'm never going to like throw my finger in someone's face and be like, you're being dishonest. This is scummy, blah, 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 blah. I just found it incredibly entertaining to see people get self-righteous about microtransactions as like a cheap way to make money while they get a bunch of clicks, views, and money from clickbait titles and misinformation. I mean, I just found the thinly, the thinly laced or thinly veiled hypocrisy slightly entertaining. You know, it's like you don't even have all the information but you'll get tons of clicks and tons of ad revenue shoving out misinformation unconfirmed stuff and using a thumbnail and a, and a, and a title to get to get clicks and but then you're going to try to act like you're on the side of gamers i i don't know i fi- i just find that to be incredibly interesting cuz if if you're on the side of gamers wouldn't wouldn't you have a, a very strong commitment then to accuracy fairness giving people the whole story instead of getting people to click on your video so you can make money and then in the same and then in the very next breath you're like trying to get self-righteous about micros like okay <laughs> pot meet the kettle <laughs> you know uh socks you gonna join my alliance and get good with me real question uh will you think there will be massive raids that require alliances working together uh you bet with 32 months welcome back um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I don't know if they're going to have alliances working together. I could see maybe two squads, you know, do something with like eight, you know, eight people or something. The, my biggest concern about big, big environments and, and lots of people in the same area is the performance of the game. There is, there's so much going on there's foliage there's effects on because it's third person there's effects on your your javelin that have to be rendered and displayed at all times i don't think people realize how much that actually adds to the game's like strain on your system giza thank you so much for 18 months that's a year and a half there's constant effects air and lightning and everything else that, that you have to show on javelin all all the time in addition to the other guys in the area, in addition to the combos, the explosions, the all that stuff, we all know if you play the 
the the ritual event on Titan on a console, once all the explosions start happening and the guy comes out, it's wi- it's wild. It hurts the frame rate. So I don't know. I I there's a part of me that doesn't think you're ever going to see eight man raids because I don't know if the game can handle it unless they, you know how in like Uncharted when you played PVP and you went into PVP and they like stripped the graphics down and it actually had like really good frame rate because Uncharted 4 didn't have the best frame rate because it was huge and they really wanted things to look pretty and then you go into PVP and it was very neutered I but I don't know if they'd want to do that welcome to the 8 man raid the pinnacle of end game content where everything looks bland and boring because we want to shove 8 people into an encounter it, it, I'm just curious um I'm just curious how they would do that because from everything I've seen lots of stuff happening on the screen makes the game struggle Yang Yangutan says, I again loan a more of a statement than an opinion on the Shaper Storm. Just missed the talk before QA. However, I think people wanted there to be more yesterday, but I feel that's a good thing. I'm left hungry for more than what's to come. I love the idea that I can roam free play on Grandmaster 1 through 3 with a squad and have an extra nine drops per rotation around the map. It's awesome, especially with varying difficulty. Uh, enemy lesser agent potential he, uh, potential is huge. Right. Okay, so you're bringing. A, a positive thread to this that I haven't really mentioned and I probably should have but I think the reason I didn't mention it is because I can see through the veil of I was underwhelmed or as you're saying people wanted more okay I I feel like I've been doing this long enough to know when someone is sort of genuinely like oh man ah like when an episode ends and you're like ah they're leaving us hanging I feel like I can sniff out that spirit and that attitude, and that's a whole lot different than this was this was underwhelming, this was lame, they should have done more. I I don't know. I feel like the demeanor and the way that people express themselves was not a man. I can't wait for more. Oh, this left me hanging and hungry. Now, sure, you're seeing it the way that I typically see it when I see a bunch of negativity and passion. I'm like, well, that's a, that's a feather in the cap of the developer. You have an engaged player base. You have a pair, player base that is passionate about the game, right? So you're seeing that element of it. You're like, people want more, man. People want more. That's a good thing. Sure, but I just didn't feel like many people were couching it in that way. They were saying that they misled, they lied, they manipulated. People were using negatively charged words because it was more about, again, propagating and choosing negativity about something that was not meant to be significant. And it was clear upon reflection and upon looking at the tweets that it just wasn't meant to be what so many people were spinning it in to be. Uh, Seamus, regarding the abilities that neither prime nor detonate, do you think they're attractive enough to find a place in the game? Two things to say about this. They may have a place in the game that we're not aware of yet. There could be missions, there could be dungeons, there could be things that happen. Maybe Shaper Storms bring enemies that just don't prime at all. Maybe we go into environments where they're like, nothing here is priming, what are we going to do? And you got to come back and use stronger attacks. I also think I also think there's a distinct possibility that those that those abilities are not where they're supposed to be. Maybe there was a soft sort of prodding that they wanted there to have happen that if you use non-prime and dead abilities that they felt like trash so that you would sort of naturally start using the debt and prime abilities and sort of see that side of things. 
Um, I don't know. Non non prime and deaths were great for the Spider Queen, FYI. Yeah, I mean, I used them throughout throughout the the mission, and I felt like they were trash, and so I didn't feel like they scaled up to being good. On now, I was playing as the Ranger, I think, when I did an entire build of non prime dead. All my abilities. I mean, I could prime with my sword, but I ran two abilities that were not prime or a debt, and I felt like garbage in the game. I couldn't do anything. It felt terrible, and that scaled right up to the boss. I wasn't suddenly like, oh, wow, I'm doing tons of damage to the boss. I was like, nope, I feel like trash. I can't get anything going. Like, it didn't feel right. Uh, And the boss not being easily primed, you're missing the point, I think, in that fight. What I typically do in that fight is I prime and I debt the adds. That feeds my ult, and I'm attacking with my ult every time she comes out. Now, someone could run the numbers and say, well, once these abilities are really up and running at their highest level, the non-debt prime abilities are actually really, really good for boss damage. I didn't see evidence of that, but I wasn't getting out a calculator. You know, 29 months from Pugs. Yeah, Cumulative is here, Pugs. Three months from Cough Cool. Thank you so much, guys. Um, XCalB, what's your opinion on Seeker Missile versus Pulse Blast? I feel like Seeker Missile just does every, and Pulse Blast does, but better. Oh, it does what Pulse Blast does, but better. Uh, also, the storm was confirmed not to be a Shaper Storm by a dev. Well, no, it's not the shape. Are we going to do this for the rest of the day? It's supposed to be, it's got to be the beginning of a Shaper Storm, right? If the Shaper Technologies, I don't care what it is. It's a hurricane. It's it's Satan. It's Satan's bunghole. It doesn't matter to me what it is. We'll find out eventually. The As far as the, the Seeker Missile being better than Pulse Blast, that's one of my things I'm going to talk about in my build guides for the Ranger is the Seeker Missile seems like the only thing that is worth using. Um... So, <laughs> I got chat all riled up with that one. I I uh, <laughs> I think that um, there's there's definitely something off with the ranger because the, 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 nothing else felt worth worth using. Only only the uh, only the seeker missile. <laughs> Jay Christ, I feel like there must have been a lot of primers and debts missing from the demo because my ranger felt so weak. I don't know why his melee is a primer. I'm going to go through a guide this week for all of them and I'm going to try and help you understand why he's what ways to make him fun and also we're probably going to keep speculating about whether or not um, there are abilities that need to need to be buffed. Hood Dog. What's up Lono Heavy Lurker here but do you think everyone realizes what shapers are being considered creators or gods? Right. It's it's the anthem of creation, right? It's, it's creation technology. It creates and shapes the world. So that's why I think it's going to feel like if they do these regularly or change them every season, it could be like the rifts in Diablo and it could be randomized environments with cool new stuff to chase. Um, so we'll have to wait and see how they do it, but I think there's potential for that. Mini Jazz. I played Anthem during the free demo, was excited to see the game has to offer on the 22nd, but I kept wanting to know more about the story and lore. Do we think, can we expect the same level of storytelling we see in Destiny or something very different? I think there's going to be story, there's going to be dialogue if you're interested. You can talk to NPCs and they'll say quite a bit. It actually can be kind of annoying if you don't intend to click on them. And uh, But I don't think you're going to get... I don't know if you're going to get the level of storytelling of Destiny. Like, I don't know if you're going to be getting the tons and tons of cutscenes. I don't know. It didn't feel like that kind of game. It felt like it was going to be a little bit more... Um, 
dialogue driven which doesn't mean there's not good story uh, you know the lore and everything is there the, its presence in the in the story we'll have to just wait and see because nobody's played through the full story yet uh, b- well they have probably privately but nothing nobody that can anybody share anything publicly Blee Run, what is your advice for people who are criticizing free additional content uh, in uh, in the in the demo or any other game? They're criticizing free additional content. Uh, Ron from State Farm, thank you so much for nine months. Okay, so here's the thing: the everything is free content model after launch. Uh, clear below, thank you for 13 months. We haven't got in there yet. So, again, I don't know why people feel that they have to campaign against a game before it's out. If the game comes out, and we get a month or two in, and you feel the content ads are lackluster, if you feel the content ads are not good enough, you can voice that opinion. But before we even get there, people criticizing the idea of doing like free additional content that's going to be subsidized by the microtransactions people that are already sort of crying foul on that i i don't understand why you you don't know if it's better or worse cuz if you don't like it then the alternative is sure no microtransactions or very minimal amount of microtransactions and every time they add dlc you have to spend money and every time you spend money on DLC, you run the risk of fragmenting the player base and having less people to play for, play with. Every time. Every time you splice that, man. Every single time. Um, I think he means the Shaper Storm event yesterday. People criticizing free additional content in the demo or any other game. Oh, in the demo. Oh, I think it threw me off because it says, I'm the demo. <laughs> I am the demo. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I don't like criticizing the free event. I, again, in hindsight, it's just silly. It's like when we actually look back on it, it was just meant to be a tease. It wasn't meant to be this, uh, this big significant thing. Um, you know, everybody just needs to kind of, you know, settle down. Jarhead John, have the devs said anything about DLC or expansions for Anthem? Are they going to be free or paid? They have explicitly stated that the exact words, okay, from Casey Hudson, who's the Bioware GM, said, Ongoing delivery of content features and story are free, are free of charge. That is an all-encompassing statement if I've ever seen one. The ongoing delivery of content, features, and story are free of charge. So. Guy with gun. Can we as gamers just play a game and have fun without dumping all over other games and gamers? Like, that's why I'm really trying to show people that there's something far worse going on here, right? 100 bits from Nate Walls. Digging the stream and the Q&As today. Quickly becoming a big fan of your channel. Oh, thank you, Nate Walls. I'm trying to show people the bigger picture here. Why? What, what do you benefit? What does it add to your life to see people enjoying something and trying to, like, take a dump on it and trying to ruin their time? You, you may think, okay, you may think going to, if you're like me, I grew up going to Cedar Point. The roller coasters are amazing. I love coasters. I love big, fast, crazy rides. I think the rides at Disney World are lame. I do. I don't, like, I w- I'm going to go with my kids one day. We're probably going to have a blast. But as an adult, 
I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to my brain. I'm like, I grew up riding the Gemini, the Magnum, the Raptor, big, huge, crazy, you know, rides flipping around. And so when I was at, um, when I was at, you know, Disney World, I felt this sort of these, I don't understand this right now. I didn't then feel like, okay, anybody that enjoys that, I want to make sure and go up to them and be like, you know, these rides are lame, right? You know, Cedar Point's better, right? You know that the rides at Cedar Point have bigger hills and they're faster, right? They'd be like, what are you doing? Get out of my face. Me and my children are having fun. Me and my family, me and my friends, we're having fun. We're laughing and yucking it up and, and, and hooting and hollering and we don't care. We'll ride, you know, it's a small world and we'll have a good time and we'll laugh, right? You would look crazy. Hey, you over there laughing, having a good time. Can you believe how expensive it was to get in here? What a cash grab. And then all the money you got to spend on food the microtransactions can you believe you could bring a sandwich in for two dollars and it'd be way cheaper and cedar points better how could you possibly have fun here what are you doing you would look like a crazy person but in the realm of video games and twitch and youtube people show up to twitch chat and the comments and it's game sucks gonna suck not any good you're a shill you're defending a game that's not good this game's garbage this game's trash it doesn't matter it, and and if you really break it down, that's crazy. Why are you spending your time doing that? It doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. It makes it makes zero sense. It's such bizarre behavior. Thank you, Dom Dark, for three months. So, I that's why I'm trying to like raise people's consciousness. It's like, why are you spending your time doing this, man? There's. There's a whole world of video games out there. You don't have to love every single one. You don't. Sasquatch. Do you think Bioware needs to come out very soon with a roadmap of endgame activities in detail? The lack of tutorials in the demo let people confuse in the combat system along with server issues. What would salvage people's interest before it completely run off? I think they, they could afford to do a couple more streams. Now, maybe they did a lot of streams. Maybe I'm... Here's the problem. The people that watch the streams and that would get the information about the combo system probably already had combos down because they probably were already watching streams, right? If you're if you're a fan of Twitch and YouTube and all that and you were following the game in those hemispheres, then it was probably really natural for you to be like, what is Lono talking about? I, I've known about combos for months. I've known about combos for weeks or whatever the frick. The, the, the gaming public at large, though, gets out their Xbox controller, hits the power button, sees that the demo is free, downloads it, and plays, and they never set foot on Twitter, YouTube, or Twitch. Those people are the ones that you should be concerned about because I think they missed out on some of the, the experience in Anthem, especially with the combos. Especially with the combos. So the roadmap, here's the thing about the roadmap, Sasquatch, the roadmap's going to be viewed by who? All the people that probably played the demo and knew how to do combos. They probably played the demo and had a great time. Why? They're informed. They're on Twitch. They're on Twitter. They're on YouTube. So, so the, the, the nature of, um, 
that 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 sort of that nature of oh well we're gonna we're gonna get out a roadmap that's gonna land on people that we have a bit of an inception going on because I'm sampling the scene in the in the past broadcast that I'm showing. Uh, you're you're just speaking to people that are already involved and already informed. The, the people that you're talking about and Sasquatch, I think you're right on the money. I mean, I've said it many times. The people that missed out on some of the aspects of the of the game. They wouldn't see that roadmap, unfortunately. Now, if they could somehow put that into the marketplace, right? Brand new Prime sub from Strange Geist. Thank you so much. If they could somehow put that into the marketplace where uh, people people are like, oh my gosh, look at look at all we're going to be getting, you know? Hinchy, thank you so much for 22 months. Then that might be that might be a good way to do it. So if you're like, oh, wait, well, let me look at this. What do I get with Anthem? It could say Anthem Roadmap Outlined, you know, Anthem, you know, pre-order Anthem or view view Anthem Roadmap here. If there'd be a way to get that in the store, that'd be pretty good because then anybody that boots up their console can see their plan and be like, oh, they're going to be doing stuff a month after it comes out and it's free. The word free is everywhere, you know, that could be helpful. Brainchild, is there a possibility more abilities available for each javelin that we didn't even see a base variant of, like acid for the storm or other types of grenades? Yeah, I mean, at this time, I think 32 months from J-Post, thank you so much. I think they're intentionally keeping the abilities down to like five and five because they're going to add to them. So that's what I think. Uh, Blerin says, do you think that all the hate about the event is caused by the people that are looking at demo like a beta? If you agree, then can it be caused due to the fact that currently the games do not have demo versions? Well, yeah, I think there's like a layer of, there's definitely like a piece of this. It's like, why? What did people think this was? Did you did you honestly think you were getting part of the full game? It's meant to just be a sample. How many demos did you download on the Xbox 360? Because you know what I did? I downloaded them all the time. And you know what happened? <clears throat> You'd play one mission and it would say, Did you like this? If you liked it, press this button to buy the full version. And that was it. That was all I got. I didn't get to go out on multiple missions. I didn't get to go out into a free play environment like this. I didn't get to collect loot and customize my character. In the past, that's all a demo was. I would play a mission and get to the end. It was like, hey, how you doing? Stop sign here. You can't go any further. If you'd like to have more experience, press the button right now to purchase. That was it. That was it. Like, if if you tr- if this is a pretty substantive demo, honestly, you get to feature a lot of the game. <laughs> Again, expectations, man. Expectations. They ran wild, and it led to a lot of dissatisfaction. Uh, generic commander. What skill affects the detonation effect? The primer or the detonator? Also, do you think about the skill storm that has multiple detonations? Yeah, the ult that has prime and debt inside of it. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, basically. Uh, basically, whenever you prime something, you just saw me do it in that footage. I got the ice effect on them, and then they were primed, and then I detonated them with a detonator. So the the element doesn't matter. D- primers can come in a variety: acid, fire, ice, or electricity. But detonators can use those powers too. So it's not like as soon as you get an electrical ability, it's automatically 
a primer. It's that's not how it works. It's labeled a detonator or a primer with a little symbol, and then the game's UI lets you know when they're primed because it shows the status effect, but it also puts like a little icon over their head. Valor Bunker. Bioware already confirmed raid-like content, but they won't call it raids. What type of content besides contracts and strongholds would you prefer see in the future? I want rifts, man. I want the rift-style thing they do in Diablo. I think that'd be a great way to just keep adding to the game for forever. Santaland says, Bioware has been pretty responsive so far and upfront about issues with the game and feedback. Do you think this will transfer to when the game goes live? Do you think they'll do weekly updates like Bungie? Or just state fixes and whenever they feel like it needs to be stated? I think it's all part and parcel to the game they're trying to build. They're setting the tone now. Hobbyist players, players that play week in, week out, month in, month out, they want that constant flow of communication. And I believe that that's why they're setting the tone now. Easy E609, has there been any mention of how matchmaking with gear score overall levels work? Um... Since you can't view other players' gear at launch, the success of matchmaking for free player missions solo would heavily be defined by how well their system works to make your team even and experienced and fun. I think, thank you, Pouring Rain, for 21 months. Uh, yeah, cumulative subs, they're putting it on everybody's thing. I've talked about this a little bit. I, I Maybe I should do a full talk on the matchmaking. Here's the thing. If, if you're matchmaking into hard, Grandmaster 1 and up, up, up and up and up, my only concern is people that are going to try and get carried through the content right they're just they're not doing anything they're way too weak they're just they're literally there hoping to just get free loot okay that's a, that's a concern that's a concern um so i would be worried about people doing that i'm not necessarily worried about people going in and being oh i don't have anything i don't i'm not strong enough what do i do and then you're like what do we we're never going to be able to do this i think it'll just naturally filter over time people aren't going to have a very fun time loading into cuz if you load into grandmaster 1 right and you decide you're not going to do anything you're just going to sit there and get carried for free loot it's going to take that group a long long time to get it done and if they realize what's going on and they look at your gear score they'll just back out really fast it's a grindy game. People would be like, nah, I'm not playing with this dum-dum. Eventually that person would be like, this isn't working. People just keep leaving, and then it takes forever to get the, the, the content done. I'm just going to go to my... I'm just going to go to my level. I think it'll just naturally filter itself over time. The Assyrian Gamer says, Have you spoken to the Anthem downgrades from 2017 gameplay? If not, what are your thoughts on the issue? And is it even an issue? From what I think industry knowledge, E3 trailers are supposed to generally be targets for developers to reach. I'd have to go back and watch, because I mean, I play on Ultra at a 1440, and I maintain like 80 to 90 frames per second, so maybe I'm I'm a biased sample, you know? I have a really, really strong PC, and I, I don't like that this is the case, but as a company, putting your best foot forward at E3 is kind of par for the course. So of course they're going to say, look at how amazing this game looks. And I'm always thinking to myself, it ain't going to look like that on console. Like I always think that. So if the game can look how it looked in the trailers, but only on PC, we can have a debate about whether or not that's false advertising. And again, I'd have to go back and watch because I don't remember I remember when I saw trailers for Watch Dogs, and then when I played Watch Dogs, it was undeniably bad in comparison. 
the first time I saw Anthem, both on the streams and when I went to the capture event, I was like, this game is freaking dope looking. So I, you know. Kindis, do you think they'll end up having time trials for strongholds? Maybe, because there was that speedrun competition that they had. That'd be pretty cool with leaderboards. Pat Thomas, are squad builds needed? Playing both demos, a build that has primer and detonator seem to be the best build. Um, and he gives a bunch of examples. Here's the thing. I, I'm i wondering if when you get into Grandmaster 1, 2, and 3, you're just naturally going to want to lean into your own teammates, though. Because when I'm priming and then detonating and then priming again, and then somebody else detonates, or you're as the interceptor, and you're like priming, detonating, and then your aura is priming everything. I don't know. I think there's a lot of intrinsic benefit between everybody sort of constantly getting combos, and the intervals at which you can combo as a solo player with debt and prime is going to be a little bit lower. We'll just have to wait and see. W. Brooks says, what are your thoughts on some of the mechanics you'd like to see changes and what are they? I mean, the mechanics we haven't seen very much, so I don't have any thoughts on this. Kelador, am I the only one looking forward to the main story and the side arcs? I love stuff like that. I do. I love the beginning. I love just playing through and learning and getting stuff. That's always like the fun part, right? You're not in the, you're not in the grind yet. It's fresh and it's new. It's got the new car smell. Uh, Civvy Beard says, any thoughts on how the world felt in free play? When I was playing, it felt very empty in what little we could explore. Was there any difference in the amount of wildlife mobs at the event of the demo? I felt like the wildlife was a little bit more prominent at the demo, like a little bit more around. And I also think you've got to go exploring. There are literally just random little caves and dungeons that turn into events all over the place. Um, so. Do you think it would work to have high tier hang on though i want to go back to this question you have to understand that a game like this isn't going to have an open world that feels open for forever i think it's pretty big i think there's a lot of exploration you can do but after a couple of weeks you're going to have you're definitely going to have that understanding of like i know where everything is i think that's where the shaper storms can come in and like a rift system like diablo could really help uh drain wf do you think it would work to have high tier guns with primes and debts. I actually would love to see that because then you could run all prime to help your buddies, but then you could run all prime and have debt guns that can kind of help supplement your absence of debt. You see what I'm saying? I would love that. I just, I don't know if they're going to want that to become part of it. It would have to be kept in check so the guns don't become super, super strong. Evo says, I've heard on various social media sites that if Anthem can't sell over 14 million copies, EA will make Bioware focus on other titles. Does this sound believable? I don't know. It seems really unrealistic. I, I, like, I don't know what sales projection should be. Okay, I, how, many, how many units did Destiny sell its launch week? Destiny 2. Because there's like 8 million tracked players. So that means roughly, and that's now, when the game launched, I think there were 6 to 7 million tracked players. That means 6 to 7 million people bought Destiny, went home and booted up and it tracked them. I, so I don't know what the what the total is. Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter World just hit the 11 million mark. Right, if... if I, wow, what's the timeline on that then? 14 million? 13.9 million tracked players for Destiny? Oh, is it that high now? I must oh wait no I'm sorry I think it was 8 million before was it 8 million before Forsaken I thought it was I thought it was 8 million around the time of Forsaken no yeah you're right 13.9 million uh 13.9 so basically just now after Destiny 2 has been out they just now are close to like 14 million tracked players 
That's Destiny 2, man. That's a sequel. That's Bungie. That was a world premiere. That was a lot of marketing. That was an Activision marketing budget. I just don't know. 14 million seems really high. Now, maybe that's after so many years or something? I don't know. I, I have no I, I have no idea. Forsaken was huge, it doubled the player base. Yeah, I, I just people that talk about Destiny being a dead game that always cracks me up that they, they had that kind of a resurgence. So we'll have to wait and see on this. This sounds pretty wild. This sounds very speculative, and it sounds very, very high as far as aspirations go. So that's the final question. We're gonna pivot to go check out the uh, the Apex the Apex Legacy game or le- whatever it's called. Anyway, we're gonna check that out in a second. So don't go anywhere if you're here live. Be sure to click follow if you've enjoyed this content. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live, catch these discussions live. I'm probably live right now. Twitch.tv/say no to rage. Come in and check me out. If I'm not live, click the follow button when you stop by. That way you don't miss these streams or my podcasts. As always, if you're listening to this or watching this in the other locations, I appreciate it very much. Please like, share, and subscribe.